Welcome to the RMM TV podcast. I'm Rennie McLean. We are into the supernatural. We believe that the supernatural is the way that you're to walk, the way you're to live. I'm Dr. Marina McLean, and I know that this is a time to walk naturally in the supernatural, grasping all the facets and infrastructure that keeps your mind tuned to what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. Come and find out how to walk in the supernatural by becoming a subscriber to RMM TV. Now, I am really excited because I have my partner in crime with me, Prophet Marina, and I must tell you, I'm very pleased. She's 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 a she's a a tremendous woman of God, and she carries a weighty word. And she's gonna bring you the word of God tonight. Now, let me say this to you now: where you're getting a double blessing tonight. When you talk about a, a marriage, it's a marriage is between two people, and so tonight you're getting a double portion, a double portion. She's going to minister the former. And then I'm going to come on and minister the latter. So I want you to really hang on to your hats. We're going into the spirit realm tonight. You're going to go further. I just felt to say this. Some of you right now, you're stuck. You can't go any further. You're not going any further. You're stuck in the will of God. And I tell you something. A prophet mariner is going to bring you a breakthrough word about progression in the will of God. So I want you, and, and as she comes on, remember, hit the likes and shares. We want you to tell everybody you know to get this word, because at the end, we're going to pray for your miracle. Yes, your miracle. All right? So as Dr. Marina comes, I want you to give her a clap offering as she comes. God bless you. Amen. Dr. Marina, darling. God bless you. Love you. Love you too. Love you too, darling. It, it's so funny to hear him say clap offering. So let's help him out by saying, uh, put claps in the uh, in the emojis of claps. And, and tell me where you're watching me from. And tell me how you've been enjoying the Infinity Center. I'm so thankful that I get to be part of this and share the word that is prevalent and relevant for the right here and right now. I'm talking to you tonight on moving in the will of God. And I love what um, has been emphasized over the past few weeks. Jesus didn't talk about faith. He demonstrated it by doing the will of the Father. I think that's resonated in all our spirit man over these past few weeks. And because of your demand, we're now doing this on a different platform. I want to talk to you about the will of God in three stages. But before I do, let me emphasize, Jesus reflected that so much in the New Testament and our faith is based on that. But the foundation began with Abraham. And, you know, I love teaching of Abraham. I was challenged when I first started teaching on Abraham because he did things out of obedience that later became attributed to him as faith. He did things out of responding to the voice of God, challenged by the voice of God. And it doesn't say in one place where Abraham doubted God. It's just he obeyed. But, you know, how does that obedience come at that level? It's because it's a mystery. Number one. Number two is because it's revelatory. And number three, because it's prophetic. Let's talk about Abraham um, being the father of faith. 
who we are described as Abraham's descendants. We're described as Abraham's children. But right from that get-go, there was a mystery. What was that mystery? It's in Genesis 12, verse 1 to 3. Now the Lord God said to Abram, Get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house, to a land that I will show you. And I will make you, the emphasis, a great nation, to which we get the revelation as in RMM mega, that mega mindset. I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great mega, and you shall be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Let's talk about mystery. Before we get carried away, let's talk about mystery. Leave your father's house. Leave the environment that you know. Leave the tradition and the culture that you know. Leave the way that you know how to function without thinking, without even second guessing yourself. Leave all that. Leave what people know about you. Somebody's going to get a breakthrough right there. Leave what people know about you. How they are familiar with your present but have no clue about your future. Leave your father's house. Leave your father's economy. Oh, hear me somebody. Leave your father's economy. Leave what has blessed your generation prior because God is taking you on a mystery. And before he even opens up that mystery, he calls you by your name. He affirms you by your name. He affirms your present by your name. I love that God can call us. And sometimes he calls us by our name, Abram, in this case. Sometimes he calls us son. Sometimes he calls us daughter. Sometimes he calls us servant. But even better when he calls us friend. But Abram, he called him by his name. Some of you just want somebody to call you by your name so that you can hear. But I want to speak to you a spirit man and say, this move that is taking place in you in this season is a mystery because God is unveiling it. You know, I, I love talking about mysteries and secrets. Secrets, you have to tell somebody. Secrets can be in a code. You can send a coded message and it's a secret. But mystery, you've got to be in relationship to, for it to be um, unveiled. You've got to be in relationship for it to be heard, not third party, but firsthand. And so God is speaking to him about mystery. He then speaks to him through revelation, revelatory. I love this. This just dropped in my spirit today. Revelatory demands a progressive relationship. Oh, that's so good. God kept visiting, you know I love talking about Abraham. God kept visiting Abraham and we're entering into the into the seasons, we're entering into feast. God visits us during the feast and downloads the revelatory realm of what he is uncovering for us. It is progressive. It is intimacy. It is relationship. It's developing the ear of the child to hear the father and respond immediately. For some of you, it is sacrifice because, you know, you've been stubborn, you've been unwilling. But when you've been obedient, 
it's a natural flow. There is no second guessing. Somebody's going to hear that. Somebody's going to type that in. There's no second guessing when you're in relationship. When he calls and you answer, you're not second guessing. Am I hearing his voice? You know his voice. You know, I love this illustration. Those of you that are new to me right here, I love this illustration of a father calling his children. We have three young adults. When Rennie calls all three, they know there is a different tone. There's a different command. There's a different relationship. And I love giving this illustration. No child, when they hear their father's voice, their natural father's voice, ask for a confirmation. Oh, that's, that's going to ring home to somebody. No child who's in relationship with their father, whether it's a stern call, whether it's a soft call, whether it's nice and gentle, whether it's a whisper, they do not ask, uh, can you confirm that that's my father's voice? Relationship. When revelation starts to pour forth, as it says in Genesis 13, verse 14 to 17, and the Lord said to Abram, after Lot had separated from him. Oh, that's a word right there. You want to know revelatory realm? You've got to be separate from those who make noise around you. You've got to be separate and still to hear that soft voice when it calls. And he said to him, lift your eyes now and look from the place where you are, northward, southward, eastward, westward. I'm not good at directions, but you get the drift. For all the land which you see, I give to you and your descendants forever. Some of you are struggling with the revelation that you're hearing because you're wanting those that are familiar to you to affirm the revelation, the downpour that you are receiving. But you know, think of Abraham. He had no one around him that knew the future that could understand a fatherless man, a barren woman is going to be great. They've left the wealth of their father moving in direction that they don't know. They just have to hear God the next day to get up and move. They've got to follow God's direction of where to turn and where not to turn, where to, to make up their tent and where to pack up their tent and move on. How can you tell the unbeliever what you're receiving in your spirit? You can't because it's revelation. How can you even tell the believer, the doubting believer? Oh, that will preach right there. The doubting believer, those that say, oh, I have great faith. But what you are speaking, what you are revealing is no reference to your now. Oh, God wants to let you know that when he opens your eyes to see, oh, whenever I think of Abraham, I get the visual of Hebrews 11 verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. How can you explain what you're hoping for when people can't even see your now? How can you explain what is the unseen, things that are unseen, that are speaking to substance that yet to be revealed? But your eyes, your spiritual eyes, your spiritual perception has grabbed a hold of the will of God. And yet, although you can't speak it, God is showing you. I love this um, revelation God dropped to me uh, just two weeks ago uh, for in, in, during Inspirational Tuesday. Faith is a supernatural conviction without evidence. 
and then I added to it by saying, and you can defend what you can't explain. Oh, that's going to that's gonna help somebody right there. You can defend what you have no evidence for because it's just a supernatural conviction. It's revelatory. It's in you and you breathe it you see it you hear it how can you describe God's voice to somebody who doesn't even know his word much less his voice how can you describe God's appearance in your spirit in your dream to people who are atheists don't even believe there is a God and yet God took Abraham out in the daytime and got him to stand and survey the land. I love that one version says, survey the land, look as far as his eyes can see. Scientists tells us that on a clear day, we can see 30 miles ahead of us, 30 miles around of us. In the dark night, when everything is dark and there is a house lit in a plain uh, view area, you can see that light from 30 miles away with your natural eye. God got Abraham to survey a land and whatever he could see, God says it's even beyond what you can see. Can God blow your imagination by just looking at the natural? That's that revelatory realm that demands a progressive, continual, persevering, patient unwavering relationship with God. Then you have the prophetic. Before I get to the prophetic, let me talk another part about um, the revelatory realm of with Abraham. Genesis 14 verses 4 to 5. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him saying, this one, Ishmael, shall not be your heir, but one who will come from your own body shall be your heir. Revelatory, prophetic, the mystery that you're walking in your now and your now can't perceive it. Then he brought him outside and said, look now towards the heaven. Oh, oh my gosh. You just look at the background behind us and count the stars if you are able to number them. God always asks a question that's impossible for us to comprehend. Count the, count the stars. Seriously? On a clear night when it looks like dust has covered the, the sky with light? Oh my gosh. And so shall your descendants be. The revelatory realm will make you see clearly and then be able to describe what you see. The revelatory realm will give you a vocabulary to express the hidden thing. Oh, glory be to God. The revelatory realm will give you the understanding of the insights of God to be uh, not just perceived, but he's going to put you around people. Don't you just love it? Abraham, this is my, this is a, a visual that I had um, one of the times when I was preaching that uh, everywhere Abraham went was dry and barren. Dry and barren. I'm, I'm not going to give you an, another analogy of that. I was going to say just like Sarai, but dry and barren. But once he got there, God had to supply for him. What will, what, will, what will revelatory realm do? It will cause you to be a supply chain. It will cause you to be on point that wherever you go, the 
action that is within your spirit that you begin to do, God will bring increase. Oh, are you hearing? We're entering into that portal time of feast where the seed that you have sown now comes to fruition on purpose. And here Abraham is every dry place multiplied because he was there and he's now perceived his future. Oh, that's so good. Somebody's going to type that in the, the comment box. And he's now perceived his future. Those that, were, that saw him could see that this man is different to what we've seen before. He's walking in a mystery. He's walking in a revelation that we can't understand, but we can see just small seeds of. And then there's the prophetic. Wow, the prophetic. Genesis 17, verse 1 and 6. You know the story of Abraham. You know what he walks through. You know what, what uh, he had to overcome. But here, 17, verse 1 to 6. When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am an, a new revelation of who God is. I am almighty God. Walk before me and be blameless. And I will make my covenant between me and you and will multiply you exceedingly. Let's just put a pause right there before we get to verse 3. God has been showing up throughout the very stages of his life. God's been giving him a visitation. It's been progressive. He showed him the dirt, made him look low and believe what he could see. Then made him look high to believe what he could see. And he's 90 years old. And one version said and at 90, he didn't stagger at the promise. Some of you give up in the first five weeks. You give up maybe in the first five minutes after you've heard the prophetic word. You've, you've laid down and you've had the dream. And you get up and you say, oh, there's nothing in my now that is a reference point. And you give up. But here he is at 90, still believing God. And God keeps appearing. God keeps uh, unveiling. God keeps letting that revelatory realm be natural and normal to him. Because the supernatural can become normal to you. It can be normal to hear the voice of God. It can be normal to see the vision of your future. It can be normal to bring others into the fullness of your vision. It can be normal for you to excel and bring others into your excelling. Oh, somebody should write that down. It should be normal to expect the revelatory things of God to bring greatness in your life. It should be normal. Here he is at 99 years old and God appears to him and says, I will make my covenant between me and you. Then verse 3 says, then Abram fell on his face and God talked with him saying, as for me, behold, my covenant is with you and you shall be the father of many nations. He became the foundation he became the standard to walk with God. Oh, hallelujah. No longer shall your name be called Abram, but now your name shall be Abraham, for I have made you a father of many nations. I will make you exceedingly fruitful, and I will make nations of you, and kings shall come from you. You know, why do we stagger? at 
the length of time? Why do we stagger at the process? Because Romans 1 verse 7 says, For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. Let's break this down. The righteousness of God is revealed from and to. From is a starting point. Abraham's starting point was a mystery. He had to leave his descendants behind. His two point was a land that I'm going to show you, Abram. And unfortunately, you're not going to see it, but your children's and your children's, your generations shall see it. But it's from faith to faith. My friend, whatever you are struggling with, that's your from. Whatever you are worrying about, that's your from. That's the, the pin that you can put down, the stake you can put in the ground and say, this is where I started, but this is not where I'm stopping. Oh, hallelujah. This is where I've started, but there is a journey that I must go on. There is a mystery that must be revealed. There is a prophetic word that I have to keep standing on because it is progressively being revealed to me. God's assurance to you is when he visits you and lets you know this is not the end. This is not the finishing mark. He is challenging you to stand on his word and the vision he's given you. I want to challenge you tonight that no matter what struggle you are walking through, God says you have overcome. No matter what sickness has hit your body, God says you have overcome. Just 20 minutes before I came on today, I had an upset stomach and I've been fasting today. So it was a mystery why I've got an upset stomach. And I said, dear God, this must be a breakthrough night that's going to happen. And I tell you, my from does not look like my to right now. Because my from should be go home and rest. But there is a breakthrough that is getting ready to happen and is happening right in your environment. Do not look at what was, but listen Renew your mind, renew your confession of the mystery that God has spoken to you. Renew your promise that God has spoken to you. He is visiting you in this season or he has visited you. And now it's the reminder as you listen to us tonight. It's the reminder of the progressive will of God taking place in your night, in your life. I challenge you. I challenge you to stand upright in, on the word of God. You are not 99 years old, but you do have a visitation. You are not 99 years old and still looking for an evidence. You have an evidence because of what God has done for you. But there is greater. Oh, glory be to God. Oh, glory be to God. There is more. There is the mega that leads to the infinite of the will of God over your life. So as we challenge you tonight to prepare your seed, as we challenge you tonight to get ready to give, as we challenge you tonight to hear the word and let it stir up within you, I tell you in the name of Jesus, 
put a stake in where you were because you're going from glory to glory. You're going from faith to faith. Oh, I want you to put in the, em- the emojis of clapping hands or raise hands. You know how to do it because Dr. Rainey is going to come and just finish out and just blow you away with the revelation of Jesus fulfilling the will of the Father. Come on, let's, let's, let's send out those messages right now. And again, if you haven't click share, you need to do that right now. I was just warming you up for the revelation that's getting ready to pour forth. Blessings on you. Blessings on you. Hallelujah. Right where you are, I just want you to lift your hands up right now and just give God some glory. Give the Lord some praise because God is about to do something. Well, actually, he started doing something in your life. And, I, and I'm telling you, it's marvelous what God is doing. I want you to open your spirit wide because we're going to continue on this journey. And we're going to go back to Jesus and his faith. And we're at an interesting phase. And I want to open with this statement to you. And I want you to remember this as long as, long as you live. I believe it's going to speak to you. Write this down. This is a, this is a quote, one, one of the quotes the Lord gave me that will speak a lot to you. You are not obligated to the will of God until it's revealed to you. Yeah, I'm going to say it to you again. You are not obligated to the will of God until it's revealed to you. Let that go deep in your spirit, man. Second quote I want to give you is this. You are conditioned by purpose, but you move by will. All right. Now, I want to show you what you just heard in the life of Christ. Please write these points down. Purpose is permanent. It's your original mindset. It's why you're you. And it's why God made you to be you. The will is progressive. Say that word with me aloud. God's will is progressive. Say it one more time. God's will is progressive. Now, this is what people do not discern. When you are not growing, you're stuck in the previous. And you never come into the present will of God. Jesus as man progressed and grew in the will of the Father. I'm giving you some points here before we read some scriptures. Listen to this now. The more you grow in the will of God is the more natural the supernatural becomes. 
we're going to look at this principle in the life of Christ. Say the word with me, progression. There you go. Say it again. Progression. Okay. We're going to look at the first altar in the life of Jesus. Go with me, please, to Matthew chapter 3, verse 19. Sorry, Matthew chapter 3, verse 16. And it's from the Amplified Bible. And it reads like this. After Jesus was baptized, he came up immediately out of the water. And behold, the heavens were open. Now stop right there. Let's read it again and let's look at what we're reading. After Jesus was baptized, he came up immediately out of the water and behold, the heavens were open, and he, John, saw the Spirit of God descending as a dove and lightning on him. Listen to this now. This took place at the river Jordan. The word Jordan has two meanings. It means or I should say, it symbolizes death to self. And Jordan also symbolizes the way of God. So in other words, at Jordan, we see a death. So you could arguably say that the first altar in Jesus' life was at Jordan. That was where a death took place. Because you say, why? I'm going to answer that question. Because this is going to really explain something to you. Heaven will open over a sacrifice. Jesus sacrificed his life and gave up his will as a man at Jordan. Paul said it like this in Romans. Famous scripture that we always quote. Romans 12 verse 1 from the Amplified Bible. Therefore I urge you brothers and sisters. By the mercies of God. To present your bodies dedicating all of yourselves, set apart as a living sacrifice, holy and well-pleasing to God, which is your rational, logical, intelligent act of worship. Now, listen to this now. What we're reading here now is what we see taking place in the life of Jesus at Jordan. And remember now, Jordan represents death to self and it represents the way of God and the heavens the Bible says opened when you are a sacrifice the heavens will do what open over you and God will speak over you now watch this now then what happens 
Then verse 2 goes on to say, and do not be conformed to this world. Romans 12, 2 and 3 now from the Amplified. And do not be conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs, but be transformed and progressively changed. And I hear this now. As you mature spiritually. Now, notice, maturity is not instant. Neither is the will of God. Prophet Marina just finished telling you that the will of God is progressive. Your from is different to your to. No matter where you started from, you're still going somewhere. The danger is when you are stuck where you are and you have no revelation and you have no continual revelation. Because what you're doing is this. You're using what you knew in the past to try and bring you into the present because you don't have a fresh word. So if you don't have a fresh word, then you do not progress. The will of God is progressive. We see right here. When Jesus went to Jordan, he was answering the call of God. And in answering the call of God at Jordan, he died to himself. He presented himself as a living sacrifice. Then Romans 12 tells us that when we're not conformed, the Bible then says we're transformed. And we've just read that it's progressive. So that simply means as our minds are renewed, we're maturing and we're growing in the will of God. In the mind of God. Now, this is the key to faith. This is the key to understanding why Jesus did not go. Did you notice that Jesus didn't come out of Jordan and go to Jerusalem to be, to be crucified? What if I said to you, he wasn't ready? After he walked on water. Do you notice he didn't go to Jerusalem to die? You say, why? He was not ready. Jesus as man had to mature in the will of God and in the things of God. Now, hear now how Paul says it now. Because it, it really says something profound now. It says now, but be transformed, progressively changed as you mature spiritually. How? By the renewing of your mind, focusing on godly values and ethical attitudes. For what purpose? So that you may prove for yourself what the will of God is. Hear it again, that you may prove what the will of God is. I want you to notice the correlation between the renewing of the mind and the will of God. Keep that in your mind now. Then he goes on to say now, verse 3, For by the grace of God given to me, I say to every one of you not to think more highly of himself and of his own importance and ability. But here is now but that he ought to think soberly with sound judgment. Hear this now. As God had appointed to each a degree 
of faith. Your version says, as God had given you a measure of faith. Notice, faith doesn't even come into play yet until your mind's renewed. When your mind's renewed, guess what? Hear it again. When your mind's renewed, guess what? Your faith gets upgraded. Your faith changes. Your faith level lifts. That's what we see in the life of Christ. That's why how he started his ministry was wonderful. But if you look at him as a man, he progressed and he did greater things. You say, why? Because to Jesus Christ, the doing the will of the Father was faith. It was not faith for what he wanted to do. It was faith because he did the will of the Father. Now listen to this now. Because you're going to see a pattern here now. Luke 4 verse 1. This is now from the King James. It says, And Jesus being full of the Holy Ghost returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Now let's look at the pattern of this now. He dies to himself at Jordan. Heaven speaks over him. Then it says, he's now full of the Holy Spirit. And then it then says, he was led by the Spirit. Do you know why it was easy for Jesus to be led by the Spirit? Because he was dead. A dead person. When you're dead to self, you have no problem being led. Mm. Hear it again. Now Jesus being full of, and, it, and now, now this now I'm going to read to you now from the Amplified. The Amplified says it a lot better. Now Jesus full of and in perfect communi communication with the Holy Spirit returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. You never question the leading of the Holy Spirit when you are dead to self. This was all part of Jesus obeying and walking in the will of God. That's why the devil was no problem for him. You say, why? Because one, he was dead and two, that means Jesus faced the devil being in the will of God. Oh, are you hearing this? <laughs> this is powerful. Now, and, I, and let me just say this to you, Pop. Sorry, and let me say this to you again. I'm sorry. Because when you are dead to self, this is what happens. You do not put up a resistance to God. That's the key. Now hear this now, and tell me how this strikes you now. The next altar of his life, the next altar of his life, I'm going to read to you from Luke 9, verse 28 and 31. And I want you to notice, most people, very rarely in the church, is the Mount of Transfiguration changed. Very rarely is it, sorry, very rarely is the Mount of Transfiguration ever taught. 
It's very rarely taught. Very few people understand it, what it's really all about. Let's read it and then let me break it down to you. Bearing in mind now that this was the second altar in his life in the will of God. Now, bearing in mind, the will of Jesus, the will of the Father in Jesus' life was on every day. What we have in the gospel are the high points. As there are high points in your life, there, are, there were high points in Jesus' life. Not that his life was ever flat. But when you're coming into the high place regarding your calling and purpose, it's a mega shift. Hear this now. Luke 9 28 and 31 from the Amplified Bible. Now, about eight days after these teachings, and I want you to notice the number, eight. Eight doesn't just mean new beginning, which is what we all traditionally use it for, but eight is the number of infinity. And hear now what it says. Now, after eight days, after these teachings, he took along Peter and John and James and went up on the mountain to pray. And as he was praying, the appearance of his face became different, actually transformed. And his clothing became white and flashing with the brilliance of lightning. And behold, two men were talking with him, and they were Moses and Elijah, who appeared in glory, and were speaking of his departure from the earthly life, which he was about, now here's now, which he was about to bring to fulfillment at Jerusalem. Now listen to this. And this is very profound. Jesus, even though he was God, but in the earth he didn't function as God. So you know what that means? He couldn't function being all-knowing, even though as God he was all-knowing. The Bible says in Philippians 2, remember, he left that behind. So that means as, the, as man, here now, as man, he had to learn the will of God. And the scripture teaches now on the Mount of Transfiguration, Moses and Elijah appears. Listen to me good. This is profound. That's the next altar. And what were they speaking to him about? They were speaking to him about the next phase of his life. The next phase of his ministry. I'm telling you, the next phase of your ministry begins at the altar. Now, listen to this. Because this to me is powerful. On the Mount of Transfiguration, this is the way the Lord gave me to tell you today. Why did Jesus change? What was that glory all about? I'm going to answer that question to you. What was that glory all about? Why was Moses and Elijah there? 
Why wasn't it other prophets? Why was it just those two? Let me tell you why. The first question I'm going to answer is this. The reason why he changed was because the glory that was within him came out. In other words, on the Mount of Transfiguration, it was the peeling away of his flesh. It was the peeling away of the flesh. It was the removing of the veil. They didn't say they saw the anointing. They saw the glory. Which means when you see the glory, which means they saw him as he was. They saw him as he is. Before, as they saw him before, at, before this point, they saw him as a man. But now they see him now as the glorified son of God. Before, he's even, before he even died on the cross and is resurrected, they see him now in the glory. You're different in the glory. Oh, I better say it another way. You're different in the glory than how you are in the anointing. I'm going to say it to you again. You're different in the anointing to how you are in the glory. You see, under the anointing, people know it's God, but they can still see you. But in the glory, it's not you, it's God. They saw him in his glory. And in that place of glory, the will of the Father was revealed. The next altar of his life. Now listen to this. Why now did Moses and Elijah appear? Listen to this. They had not been any, oh, this is good. They had not been any sightings of Moses since the children of Israel came into the promised land. You don't read where Moses appeared or anything like that happening. But on the Mount of Transfiguration, Moses appeared. Listen to this. It's prophetic. The generation that Moses left Egypt with died. None of them entered the promise. So in other words, that generation died in the, in the flesh. But on the Mount of Transfiguration, we see where Moses entered the promised land in the glory. He didn't enter it in the flesh. He entered into the glory. He came into the promised land. Hallelujah. Shout if you're hearing it. He came into the glory. Now listen to this now. But why was he there? Moses was there for two things. Moses was there because he was the custodian of the law. That's why he was there. That's why we say Moses was the lawgiver. He was the custodian of the law. Now, listen to this now. Moses represents Israel. Elijah 
represents the church. We see so many things on that mountain that people don't teach. Elijah was a Tishbite. That means there was mixture in him. In other words, Elijah represents the one new man. He represents the Jew and the Gentiles coming together, being one. That's what Elijah represents. Moses represents Israel. So what you're seeing on the Mount of Transfiguration, and, Eli and Elijah represented all, now this is powerful. God, this is good. Elijah represented, sorry, Moses represented the law, the law. Remember, the law was given to Moses face to face. Now watch this now. But the prophets speak on the behalf of God. So Elijah was, one of, was the senior prophet outside of that. So Elijah represented or his ministry or mantle, it represents all the prophetic ministries that were up until that time. So in other words, what you really see on the Mount of Transfiguration, prophetically speaking, all of the prophets were in one in Elijah. And all the Torah was there because that's what Moses represented. Why were they both there at the same time? I'll tell you why. Listen to this. They were there to confirm and affirm him. The will of God is confirmed and the will of God is affirmed. Now, that's why when Jesus was affirmed and confirmed, he went doing the will of the Father. There are times in your life where what God is doing, he affirms what you're to do, but then there's times when he affirms the very thing. Now, hear this now. At that high place of glory, my goodness gracious me. At that high place of glory where he saw Moses and Elijah. Elijah hadn't been seen since he was taken. Moses hadn't been seen since Mob, where he was buried by the where he was buried, where it says God buried Moses. He was never seen. But the two of them came to the mount to affirm and confirm that Jesus as a man was in the will of God. But listen to this. Even in that glory experience where the heavens open and, and great manifestations of the glory is seen, you look in Gethsemane. How quick it can be for us to forget but yet, the will was confirmed and affirmed. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. You are now at a different altar regarding the will of God in your life. Movement represents change. 
And things are never the way you've imagined they're going to be. Because as you walk closer towards a thing, things begin to change. And I'm telling you right now, in this part of your journey right now, things are changing. Things are shifting. But like Jesus, like Jesus, you know what I just heard the Lord say? Like Jesus, you know what you're to do. You know what you've got to do. But you have a Gethsemane moment. What you're going to do is remember that number one, you as a person, you've been affirmed and confirmed. The will of God is in motion. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. I want you right now to lift your hands up. I want to pray over you. That like Jesus, you continue to do the will of God. Now, everything, everything is in the will of God. That's why when the will of God is done, what if I said to you, when the will of God is being done, you don't need to pray for anything else. You say, why? Because everything is in the will of God. Hallelujah to Jesus. I want you to lift your hands up right now. I want to pray this prayer over you because I, I so feel it in the spirit. I want to pray this over you. Lift your hands before the Lord right where you are. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, as your servant, I confirm and I affirm your people, being in your will, and that they walk it out in an act of obedience, and in the act, oh my God, and in the act of obedience, you fulfill your word. In the name of Jesus. Oh, lift your hands before the Lord right now. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. No matter what it looks like, guess what? You're from and you're to. You're from and you're to because the will of God is progressive. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Just begin to open your spirit. Some of you right now, you are out of Jordan. You say, what do you mean? You're dying, you're dying. You're dying, you're dying. Like, that's what Jordan was. It was and is death to self. And it's where the will of God and the way of God starts in your life, at Jordan. And you know what I've learned? There is no replacement for Jordan. Hallelujah. And it's powerful to even think this thought. That means Jesus faced, when he was in the wilderness, that means he faced the devil being in the will of God. No wonder 
as a man, Satan could not defeat him, even as a man, because he was aligned to the Father's will. Hallelujah to Jesus. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. Lift your hands before the Lord right now. I want to pray for you right now. In fact, I'll have Dr. Marina come up and join me right now. I want to pray for you right now. I keep saying I, but we want to pray with you right now. We want to pray with you right now. Hallelujah. Like how Abraham had different altars. And you know what I've just heard? The nearer you come to something great, warfare changes. Oh, hallelujah. Yes, it does. It changes. But have you ever heard people, when people say this to you, all hell breaks loose. Mm. And it's always when something big is about to happen. To happen. Yes. And that's why the devil can, that's why some of you are going through a depression. Mm. You're going through all kinds of things that you cannot explain. It's interesting. I'm hearing this. You're going through things you've never gone through before. You know the reason why? Because what's about to happen to you has never, has never happened to you before. Mm. And this is a time right now where you discern this altar right now. Yes. In yes. Jesus' name. We're going to go ahead. Before, Obey the before, Lord. before we pray, I just heard the Spirit of the Lord say, especially when um, our apostle talked about Jordan and death to self. I see many of you right in your homes with no hands being laid on you receive deliverance right there in your home. Something broke off of you and there is a deliverance taking place in your heart, in your mind right now. Mm -hmm. That oppression is broken off of you right now. That suicidal spirit that oppresses that torment is destroyed off of you and your environment right now in the name of Jesus. The word has penetrated your innermost being Mm -hmm. and settled every fear, every doubt, every tormenting Mm -hmm. spirit is removed, ripped away. Out of you and your environment in in the name name of Jesus. You didn't have to leave your home to receive it. It happened Mm -hmm. and receive it. Don't fight it because you didn't understand it. It's not in the environment that you're expecting it. The presence of God Mm -hmm. is right there in your home. And the presence of God is visiting you right now in Jesus' name. We receive it. We receive it right now. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Yes, I see anxiety attacks right now. Attacks on the mind right now. I'm hearing the Lord say, all the enemy can do. He doesn't, there is he doesn't have the power to stop you. Yeah. But he has the power to distract you. Yeah, and delay. 
and exactly and distract that right now, and delay yes and you right now in jesus name get back on point yes get back on focus in you know jesus because when name. you're focused things will align to your focus absolutely and things will turn to your favor amen in the name of amen. Father, yeah, right now, i speak right now the course that court cases mm. be settled yes be settled yes debts be canceled in this season in this season father right now come down mm. in the economy of your people yes we're coming up to the passover time yes. lord yes 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 they're coming up to the time lord those who obey you yes with the sacrificial given we know you're going to do what you promised. Amen. In Amen. Jesus' Amen. name. Amen. Je I, I felt it right yeah. there. God's Kitara dealing right now with mental issues yes. right now. In I the really name felt that of when you Jesus. said that. Yeah, deliverance. Yes, 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 yes. Deliverance. Yes. Oh, that spirit of fear that has distorted your thinking, distorted your ability to make decisions. I tear down its legal entity that it says it has in your life yes. and in your mind and in your imagination. Yes. I cut it off by in the Jesus sword name. of the spirit Amen. that can discern both bone and marrow, Hallelujah. flesh and bone, flesh and spirit. I sever you in right Jesus now name. from their beings in, in the name, name of Jesus. In and Jesus I impart name. faith. Amen. I Amen. impart courage Amen. i impart decisiveness Amen. i impart the ability to make decisions and execute it in the name of Hallelujah. jesus Hallelujah. we affirm you in the presence of god Amen. we affirm your ability to hear again ramabasha your ability to see again yes. in the name of jesus your yes. ability to discern yes. good from evil yes. that simple task the Amen. simpleness of your faith mm -hmm. we speak it again alive and renewed within you Hallelujah. in the name of jesus Hallelujah. you will walk in the fullness of your faith yes. you will walk in the joy god has not given you a spirit of fear yes. but a peace Yes. power and a sound mind Hallelujah. and we decree it over you right now somebody should be typing in i receive it somebody should be Amen. typing in i've got my breakthrough thank you for my Ebo deliverance somebody should be typing that in right now confessing it right here in this mm -hmm. public arena oh Ebo hallelujah in this infinity center moment hallelujah. you should be typing it in right now in decreeing Jesus and receiving name. that you have it in Amen. the name of Amen. jesus i so i so feel it. hallelujah it's funny because you know what what's happening in the spirit realm prophet marina you know what i just saw before jesus came and to, to do the last few days of his life mm. the, he never felt depression mm -hmm. till gethsemane yeah i am telling you right now depression come on, come on is come a, on depression is a mental death yes yes oh what a visual depression a is visual. a mental so death tororoba. but look what he came into yes Pr 
what the enemy has been trying, I've heard in the Holy Ghost, what the enemy has been trying to do is wear you out. Yes, the war of attrition. Yes, yes, he's been trying to wear you out yes. and putting pressure on you, pressure on you. Yeah. Hear me, hear me, hear me. Pressure. Yeah. That's what Jesus was under in Gethsemane. Pressure. Mm. Mighty God, mighty God. It's prophetic because I hear it. Jesus, so that, because it, it was a moment, it was a moment. Yes. Where Jesus, where Jesus said just before, you know, the prince of the world is coming. Yeah. But, but he, he has nothing. nothing. He has me. nothing. Nothing. And you know something? Every time we say, Father, forgive us for our sins. Yes. Forgive us, cleanse us. Yes. Guess what? Yes. The enemy cannot lay a claim. Yeah. No legal right. In Jesus' name. Mighty God. Mighty God. My goodness, the greatest depression yes. caused the resurrection. Yeah. Oh. I speak right now. Yes. A resurrection of your finances. A resurrection yes. to the things that the enemy have stolen. Come on. I command them to be restored. In Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. Yes, it Lord. is the will of God. The will of the Father. That it be restored to you. Yes, Lord. In Jesus' name. Thank you. That's why God. you've been battling depression. Wow. Shake it off. Literally, shake it off. Yeah. Shake it off. Thank you, Jesus. We know how this thing is going to end. Yes. You know how it's going to end? You won because he did it for you. Amen. And you have to Amen. give God praise every day for it. Thank you, Jesus. We want you to type in. Yes. Type in how what, you, what you've received tonight. Yes. And Amen. how the Lord has blessed you yes. tonight. Type it in. And people, let me say this to you before we go. We do this as the Lord leads us. Mm. Every season, feast season, I covenant for those who send their mega seeds, mega seeds, to zoom you and, and pray over you and prophesy over you. Let me tell you why we do this. Number one, because the Lord leads us to do it. Mm. And number two, because it's the set time of God. And this is the first feast mm -hmm. of the year. First fruit people, offering. listen, people, listen to me, good people. Mm. This determines the rest of your year. Yes. And do you know what's prophetic? This is a Shemitah year. Yeah. And a Shemitah, in, in simple language, guess what it is? It's a reset year. It's a recent year. So if you've lost things and things haven't worked out the way they want, guess what? You're still in sync with God because it, because Passover is a reset season. Yeah. So you got to sow your mega seed for your reset. What the enemy stole is coming back sevenfold. Yeah. And we're going to believe God for beyond sevenfold because it's if infinity and beyond. Amen. In Jesus' name. So what we do is this. When you sow, you go online. And you and you know, as you go online, it will be brought to me, and we pray over your seed. We believe me when I say we pray. We pray over it. We really do. We take sacrificial seeds serious. And then remember, the 16th of April is where I'm gonna be bringing you the end time message of Passover. People, it's a message I've never ministered to you before, which is 90% of the things you hear me teach. It's going to be a breakthrough Passover for many of you, a breakthrough. But we've got to pray over your seed that day. Pray over it. So you can start to send it in now because Passover, the Passover season is actually 30 days. It's 30 days. You know, like how we say Christmas season, but then you have Christmas Day itself. 
Okay, Passover is a seven-day feast. But if you remember when Jesus died, he stayed on the earth for how many days? 40 days to transition into Pentecost. And so that's why Pentecost comes out of Passover. It's extremely powerful. So you have 30 days to get that sacrifice together, to send it in. And I promise you, you will have a Zoom with me direct. I can prophesy and pray over you. And just, just it's, it's, it's a powerful time in the Lord. Some of your names I remember from last year. And let me just say this to you before we go. We have miracle testimonies. Amen. Amen. People who give to this ministry Amen. in these seasons, we have breakthroughs that can only but be called mega. Yes. I mean, I'm talking about mega, mega contracts. And I, and I can tell you, because we bless the seed, yeah. I can tell you what these people sowed. Amen. So it's not a surprise. So we want you to take advantage of this season. Yeah. So remember, when you give the mega seed online, put your name, put your prayer request. You're not paying for prayer. We pray for you all the time. But we pray over your mega seed specifically so that you can have a Zoom with us. Because we do that religiously. I shouldn't say it's religiously, but we do it faithfully yeah. as unto the Lord. Amen. All right, so God bless you, and I want you to hit likes and shares and tell your folk about this. Join us again next week at the Infinity Center, and we're going to continue, and you're going to get a special breakthrough message next week, Thursday. Guess what? On Infinity, where I'm going to be bringing you a prerequisite to the Passover message on Saturday. So technically speaking, it's two parts, all right? So it's going to be hard for you to get the fullness of the message if you don't get the Thursday at the Infinity Center. It's going to be posted, so just follow us, all right? Love you. God bless you. God bless you. Father, we bless your people right now. I bless your people. I speak protection, favor, and grace over your people now. In Jesus' name. God bless you. See you all soon. Bye-bye. For more Breakthrough Encounters, visit us on rmm.live.